Welcome to episode 47 of Voice in Education. This is Julie Daniel Davis, and today I'm really excited to introduce to you Echo Dad. Rich Merritt is the founder of Echo Dad, and it is set as a reviewing of Alexa skills with real-time, real-life opinions from the world's harshest critics, who just happen to be his own children. His YouTube channel is pretty amazing to see the kids review the skills. And today, he's here with us to talk about what it means to make a good kid's voice application. What are things you need to be thinking about? And so I would say from a teacher's perspective, what do you need to be thinking about as well in a way that it will be engaging for your students? Welcome, Rich. Hi, I'm Rich Merritt, better known as Echo Dad. Started in the voice industry in 2017 when I set up Venny Loquy um, and more recently set up Echo Dad in 2019, reviewing skills for kids with my own two children aged six and three, um, kind of to help with some discoverability issues and to show how kids really react to Alexa skills so that everyone else can, can see what's out there. I recently published an article with my top 10 tips for making a good kids voice application. Um, so what I've would like to talk to you a bit today about is um, the number of things that make a good voice application and why and, and how that can relate to, to you um, in an educating environment. Now, the first two things kind of go hand in hand. Um, that's search, when you're searching for the voice application, looking for a catchy icon and a memorable invocation name. You know, as an educator, I've just been educating myself, as an educator your mind's running at 100 miles a minute, you want something that's easy to remember, you want catchy icons and can a lot of voice app icons have a character on them and it's characters that make it memorable and the ones like Word Tennis and Red Riding Hood are still skills that stick with your, in your head because they are memorable just to look at. And equally with invocation names, kind of, I kind of draw it down to three categories of invocation name. Those kind of alliterative ones, you know, Christmas Countdown, Daily Dilemma, Recycle Robot, that are really easy to remember because of just the sheer fact that they're alliterative. Um, you've got those that roll off the tongue, like one, two, three maths, music bop adventure, uh, trick the witch, those sorts of things that are memorable because they kind of roll off the tongue quite easily and they're easy to to say. And then those that do what they say on the tin, those like you know big fart, loop it, big fart does what it says and loop it, loop songs. Um, so but the invocation name is really important to kind of help you and your students keep it in the forefront of your mind to be able to use over and over again. And it's really, uh, yeah, a great example of this is um, I really struggled for a long time to remember the invocation for the skill Trivia Hero. Uh, it's a quiz skill. It's a, it's a really, really good skill. Um, it's, it's got, you know, lots of interactivity. It highlights a lot of what is done right with voice. But I couldn't, for the life of me, remember the name of the skill. And I don't know why. Um, and I've got the same issue with the skill that tells me what bins I need to take out every week. Um, in my area, because they're only they're in specific areas over in the UK, um, I can never remember the right invocation. And if you can't remember the right invocation, then it's going to cause kind of it's going to cause you problems because you're not going to you know you're not going to open things straight away. And finally, kind of on the the finding the voice application point um, is to take the number take the number of star reviews and just the reviews in general with a pinch of salt um, and think about it kind of realistically. How many times when you've gone shopping do you go to the customer service desk and tell them you've had an amazing experience? And compare that to how many times you've complained when you've had a terrible experience. And with the best will in the world, I know which one of those is coming out on top. 
Um, people complain about the most minute things with voice app. Sometimes it's not even related to um, the skill itself. I've got complaints on some of my skills that are the platform's fault. Um, and in response to the article, someone posted a screenshot of one review she'd had, um, which said her the in-skill voice was too posh. Now, whether or not that's true, personally, I quite like it, but whether or not that's true, it doesn't warrant the skill getting one star because your opinion is that the voice is too posh. The next thing is probably the most important thing on the entire list, and that is looking for a skill that actually lets the user speak. Um, There's this thing called the one breath rule that Amazon came out with, and it literally says that if it takes you more than one breath to say, then it's too much. And it's so true when it comes to skills that are aimed at children. I found a lot of skills trying to kind of pander to or belittle the user or by overcomplicating instructions or not trusting or not realising that children are conversing with adults all the time and understanding the conventions of a conversation. So, you know, you can say in a skill, you can do A, B or C or just say A, B or C. It's really, really frustrating. Like if I went to my daughter and said, you can wear a top with Barbie, dogs or Avengers on it, you can say Barbie, dog or Avengers. She would look at me like I was insane. Um, so if this crops up, it's potentially a skill to avoid as the developer doesn't really properly understand its user. And similarly, part of the beauty of using voice technology is it removes the reliance on a screen. Um, however, it does mean that the visual prompts that we all kind of know and we're accustomed to um, on, a, on screen-based devices aren't there. So some instructions are needed. Um, it can end up, though, getting really overloaded. And there's one particular skill that I've tested on the channel, which I won't name, um, that has over 30 seconds of instructions. You try telling a six-year-old all the options of a skill over 30 seconds without taking a breath and see how many they can recite back. My money is on not that much. It's just too much of a cognitive overload for them. So look for skills that try to drip-feed instructions instead of overloading them all right at the beginning. So using different voices and sound effects are a great way of making a voice application more interactive and more memorable for you to then come back later on. By using voices, and by that I mean they can either be synthetic voices using something like um, Amazon Polly, or it can be uh, voice actors. It makes everything feel a lot less robotic, a lot more inclusive, um, especially if those voices are familiar. So um, there's a lot of skills that use uh, famous voice actors. Quite often, a lot of these skills, if they're using an alternative voice, they have Alexa's or Google Home's voice as kind of the guide, which reinforces instructions, which actually then kind of builds on uh, the usefulness of that device, that it is something that you can ask for help and ask questions for. Sound effects, kind of in the same vein, make it all a bit more natural. You know, there's a buzzer when there's a question is wrong and a ding when the question is right. Um, then it kind of, it, it rings true. With skills talking about the water cycle and includes rain sound effects when talking about rain, it makes it feel more real. You'd expect that kind of thing when you're watching a video on YouTube or something. So why would you not expect that with a voice application? Next up is incentivizing return. And it's something that, um, to look for in a really good skill. Some of the most successful skills out there have a reason to come back the next day. Um, and that's even more important when you're thinking about children's education. You kind of, if the voice app gives them a reason to come back each day, the chances are the developer of that skill has a good idea about what makes a successful skill. And some of those incentives are leadable-based, some of them are to find out more, like find out what the answer is the next day, some are to unlock more content. Um, but it instills good practice about the repetition of tasks, and that, kind of can, be, that can then be replicated elsewhere. 
One thing I would be wary of with voice apps is those that rely on screens too much. Um, and it might be cause of some controversy with, among the kind of dev community, but there is a tendency when building for a device with a screen to then revert back to kind of pre, pre-voice practices. And that can lead to an over-reliance on the screen. Um, and then it's no longer a truly, truly like voice-first experience. Not to say there's not some amazing like voice experiences to be had with devices with screens, um, but I would try using them without a screen first to see if it actually hinders your experience. Um, you know, you take, for example, logo quizzes. They're pretty difficult on a device without a screen. And finally, look for skills that when you try to end them, actually finish. Um, there was one skill that I tested that after I said finish, it said, thanks for playing. It told me how to reopen the skill. It asked me to leave a review. Uh, it told me about other skills from that developer. Then it played an outro jingle before finally finishing. Like, it got to the point where if I'd heard the doorbell and stopped the skill, by the time I'd gone back to answering the door, it would still be going. Um, and the chances are, if you're in a classroom environment, when you want a voice out to end, you actually want it to end because you want to, really want to ask questions about it or you want to move on to something else, not sit through kind of 20 seconds of outro messages. So it's something to be mindful of when looking for skills that you're actually going to use in the classroom. So there you have it, a, a brief rundown of Echo Dad's top tips when looking for skills. Um, hopefully that's given you plenty of detail um, on what can help and, and why. Um, if you are interested in kids' skills, please do subscribe to, my, to the Echo Dad YouTube channel. Um, and hopefully we'll review some skills that might be useful to you somewhere down the line. Thank you, Rich, for sharing today. And for those of you interested in learning more about what he's doing, you can go to the Echo Dad YouTube channel. You can also find the episodes at echodad.co.uk, or you can find him on social media at Echo Dad Voice. Um, One of the things that I'm really excited about is that I get to meet Rich at Project Voice this year. He and I both have been nominated as a Voice AI Commentator of the Year finalist for Project Voice, which takes place in the great city of Chattanooga, Tennessee in January. So um, I'm really looking forward to putting faces with names and people who are in this industry. Rich is one, I think, that is making a difference and helping people think through what makes a good voice skill for a child with the help of his own children. Thanks again.